Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. Brother Larry here again. I hope today finds you rejoicing in the Lord, being successful in your battles with the evil one and his cohorts. God has given us resources so that we may do just that. And that's what we're doing. We're talking about the resources before we get to the spiritual armor itself in detail and the tactics and the wiles of the devil. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling, feeling enlightened with this. This lifts my burden. Talking about our great resources, about knowing God. Isn't that, that's the utmost importance. God wants us to know him. He wants us to know about him. He wants us to know about his works, how much he cares for us, us, how much he loves us, that he's not left us alone to do battle on our own. So we're doing building blocks here. So it's much easier to strap on that armor of God. So we ended with the fact that uh, I'm going to say at this juncture, juncture, we're talking about being in Christ at our positional sanctification. When God looks, us up, looks at us, he looks at his own son, declares us to be holy. But also we're going to talk about practical sanctification, which means we must walk. We must and by the way, Paul says we have the power to do this through Christ, that we can walk holy and we can walk blameless. Doesn't Don't interpret that to mean perfection. But now we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who we can go to if we sin and get forgiveness. And as we're going to talk about one of Satan's favorite tactics is to make us feel guilty when we do sin as a believer. But that's at another time. So we've been made alive toward God. And this is what I pointed out. That we were dead, as he told the Ephesian believers, that they were dead in their sins and trespasses. They walked according to the prince and the power of the air. They walked according to the world, the lust of the flesh. They walked as children of disobedience. We want to be just the opposite. We want to walk according to the prince of princes, who is Jesus Christ. We don't want to walk in our sins. We want to walk according to the Spirit. We don't want to walk in disobedience. We want to walk in obedience. So, let's continue. The scriptures say in Ephesians 1, that God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And this will cause us to put on what God has provided in his resources. But I must say in way of uh, review and resources that I was talking about earlier, I got to say at this juncture, just to repeat myself, if you're not in Christ, Guess where you're at? You're outside of Christ. You're either in Christ, you're not partway. You're either in Christ 
or you're outside of Christ. And my question to you, where are you at? And I explained how to be in Christ. And that's to be born again. That's not a uh, Republican political term. That is a biblical term used by Jesus, it's used by Paul, it's used by Peter. And if you're not in Christ, by being virtue of being born again, that you are a child of disobedience and deserving the wrath of God. I didn't say it. The scripture said it. So repent and receive God's forgiveness now. Today is the day of salvation. You don't know how many, how many years you have left. You don't know how many minutes you have left. So today is the day, day of salvation. The Bible teaches that God is rich in mercy and love, my friend. And Satan is deceiving you and keeping you in bondage by you thinking that you can oh, get to God by your good works or your religion or whatever it may be whatever your way is, you cannot bypass God's only way, which is through the cross of Jesus Christ. Christ said it himself in John chapter 14 and verse 6. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father, but he comes through me. And listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You come to Christ for forgiveness of your sins, he'll, he'll put you in his son. Now there's no condemnation. Where it says in Ephesians 1.7, in whom Christ, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We need, you need, if you're listening, you need to be redeemed. God wants to purchase your salvation, but you have to come through his blood. That's the cross, my friend. You need that forgiveness. Every Christian needs to know that if you're in Christ, and I emphasized this last week, Satan cannot harm you. Let's get that through our thinking. Let's get that in our heart. You belong to God. Christ has bought you with a price, and that is his blood. You do not have to fear the devil. He's a toothless, roaring lion, seeking whom, whom he may devour, but to the believer, he's toothless. He has no hold on you. You don't have to be his subjects any longer. Christ has brought you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And I want to read a passage to believers. Remember, the Bible is written to Christians, by the way, those who are in Christ. And if you'd like, you can turn here and just write the reference down for future observation. But it's in Colossians chapter 2. 
Paul writing again. And starting in verse 6, and I'm going to make some comments along the way. But our security in Christ. And again, listen to me, we're building blocks to do battle, to protect us from the evil one. Here it says, As you have therefore, I'm restarting in verse 6 of Colossians 2, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. See, while you're walking in him, you're letting Christ walk ahead of you. But the command is made to us. Our part is to walk in him. And here's how we do it. Verse 7, rooted and build up in him. Notice how many times he uses that phrase. And established in the faith is you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. And beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, and after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And I'm saying right now, be aware of Satan's tactics and devices, because he uses the world system, the world culture that stands opposed to the Word of God is not after Christ. And these things must be taught. These are resources you must teach yourself also by being in the Word of God. For in Him, that's in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him. Which, ahead of, which is the head of all principality and power. Folks, Christians, Satan has no hold on you. In whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, and that, by the way, is spirit baptism. We'll discuss this later on wherein also you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. And you being dead to your sins, the uncircumcision of your flesh, you has he made alive together with him. There's a born again again. Having forgiven all your trespasses, now, I'm going to emphasize this, and I want you to pay attention. How many trespasses? All your trespasses. Not the ones committed yesterday, not the ones committed today, but also the ones, all those, plus the ones committed in your future. And then we're going to see this when we get on this subject. You blotted out all the handwriting of ordinances that was contrary to us and against us and took it to the way, nailing to the cross. This is talking of the law, the ordinances. The law always said that we were guilty, we were guilty, we were guilty. When we came to the cross, God released us from the guilty sentence into the innocent sentence because of what Christ had done. 
And having spoiled, listen to the next part, having spoiled principalities and powers. That's Satan's principalities and powers, as we'll read in Ephesians 6, 11. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He destroyed the power of Satan, hold over us. But we have to be in him. We have to be in Christ. That's our only defense. What a tremendous, tremendous book we have here. Not possible that a man could have, men could have thought this up and written it without the Spirit of God guiding them. You don't have to fear the devil anymore, folks. But if you're not in Christ, you are Satan's puppet. You have no protection against him. Remember what it said in Ephesians 2.2, and I read that at length last week. But before we were saved, that we walked according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit that now walks in those who are disobedient. Is this you? You don't believe what Jesus said was true? You just shrug your shoulders and say, maybe I'll do it some other time? Or you just walk away and you want to change the subject? You haven't got time? You're too busy? You don't believe that your sins need to be forgiven? You don't think yourself a sinner? Satan is feeding you fake news, my friend. He's your enemy. And he does not want you to know or understand what the truth is. He's a liar from the beginning and he's a father of lies. He hates God and he hates you. There is no love in him. Please, please come to Jesus Christ now. He's swift to forgive. Recognize the fact of your sins, that you're a sinner. And follow the one who is the truth. And don't accept the lies of Satan. You know, you may say, well, what do you mean sin? Well, let me ask you a question. You ever lied? If you answer yes, you've sinned. You ever had bad thoughts? You ever coveted something that somebody else has? You've sinned, if the answer is yes. You ever taken the Lord's name in vain? That's the handwriting of ordinances, my friends. Then you've sinned. Have you ever desired something more than you desired God? That's idolatry. Have you done that? You've sinned. If you've sinned, you need a savior. Jesus came to forgive us of our sins. If we could make it to heaven by our, our good works and our own righteousness, why, may I ask, was Jesus Christ, was it necessary for him to die? My friends, you cannot bypass the cross of Christ. Quit believing Satan's lies. He's not out for your good. Now, to the believer in Jesus Christ, 
since you were born of the Spirit, and that's John chapter 3, verse 5, we must set our minds on spiritual things. You know, I'm going to spend a, quite a bit of time on the mind because what you believe is what you will do. And that starts in the mind. And I actually believe that that is the spirit of man, is the mind. So, remember the greatest commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy body. Your mind. Because our mind will dictate how we walk. That's interesting, isn't it? We must set our minds on spiritual things. Oh, my soul, Christians. There are so many believers that have not set their mind on spiritual things. You can, they betray themselves by what they say, and you know their minds are not on spiritual things. I know that we need patience with them. But I see Christians who have been Christians for years and years and years, and their mind is still not on spiritual things. It's no wonder that I and we and all of us li would live defeated lives because we're not focused in on what God has said through his spirit on spiritual things. The Bible is a spiritual book. It's not written really for the unbeliever. It's written for those who are spiritual. Those who know the truth in Jesus Christ. You know, this is so important. So, if we don't set our mind on spiritual things, we will wither on the vine. And Jesus taught that about abiding in Him, remember? He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. We'll wither away. We'll be cut off. We'll be burned in the fire. That means our testimony will be lost for Christ. We'll be defeated by Satan. Remember who the battle is against. And I'm going to remind you here, Ephesians 6.12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual, pay attention, Spiritual wickedness in high places. When I was in the Marine Corps, we were taught, trained, not to think as a civilian, but to think as a Marine warrior. Remember, this is a metaphor <laughs> for a spiritual life. We learn to walk like a Marine, we learn to talk like a Marine, we learned how to sleep like a Marine. We even learned how to snore like a Marine. In short, our whole way of thinking was to be like-minded, like Marines. Why? Because a Marine was bred to fight the enemy, to kill him. Now, having said this, listen to what Paul says in Romans 8.5. For, quote, for they that are after or live according, according by the flesh, do mind 
Well, this means mindset. The things of the flesh. Paul is saying here that if your mind is set on fleshly things, you will go after and think about what things appeal to your physical nature. But listen to what he says in the next verse. The mind governed by the flesh is death. Whoa! That's spiritually speaking. And as the believer, your spiritual side of you will wither. You won't be in tune to the spiritual voice of Christ. Death means separation in the scriptures, and it needs to be explained. It doesn't mean annihilation. It just means separation. Let's explain, first of all, what Paul is talking about in this passage. It's not speaking of a physical death, as we will notice from the context of the passage. Death in the original language always means anatos, which means separation. So Paul is speaking about a separation from fellowship with God here. That if we are fleshly minded, and Christians can be fleshly minded, we cannot listen to God because God is spirit. Remember that. God wants us to be spiritually minded. Now let's finish the verse in Romans 8, 6, in the second part of the verse. But to be spiritually minded is life in peace. Wow! Who doesn't want to be really live with peace? I do. We must begin to think as Christ thinks. Right back, my friends, to the Word of God, where we started. So when we get saved, God puts us into a brand new realm, a spiritual realm, where there's life and where there's peace. Take those things home today and think about them. Think about your resources you have in Jesus Christ. Praying for you, my brothers and sisters. We'll see you next week.